0: Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stom.
1: All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist. My name is Nasser Pasha. And I'm Matt Stom. And I have zero tattoos. How many tattoos do you have? 32. <laughs> 32. It's actually, you know, I just read, by the way, that I don't know what made me think of this, but someone ranked the best football cities, and I think San Diego's ranked like 34 or 32 or something like that. I don't know how it goes, but how many? There's only like 30 some teams in the in the country, right?
2: Yeah, well, yeah. There's 32 teams, so I hope they weren't thirty-fourth. <laughs> yeah, that, no, I, I'm pretty sure it was 32. Well, so there's a couple things. One, I te- are they technically? Well, it wouldn't matter because they're either going to count St. Louis or they're going to count Los Angeles. But New York has two teams. Does that count as two cities? No, they did like best or
1: worst cities. They play at different spots. Yeah. So, you know. I know oh I see what you're saying. Well, well, let's not analyze it too much. Point is, is that you have the same number of tattoos <laughs> as the rake of San Diego in their, in their fan base. Well,
2: you, you figured it out. I have all 32 NFL logos tattooed. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay.
1: Perfect. Well, actually, I mean that, that may be a copyright violation. Did you think about that before you put it on?
2: Yeah, and well, it's. I'm glad you mentioned that because it's something I did want to bring up. It was. It's kind of a second layer. If if this episode was an onion, this would be the second layer of what I was going to discuss here. But what if
1: it was an orange? Same
2: thing. Second layer. Maybe it could just be the the peel or the rind, whatever that is. Okay. Yeah, but the actual juice of this episode is the deal with this the tattoos, and so I. I it's something I never thought about before. You know, so you go out and. When I got, go out and get my 32 tattoos, you know, obviously it's it's on my body, but who owns the tattoo or the artwork that's done on the individual? And I never really thought about it all until I saw this lawsuit this past week with the NBA. Well, I don't think it's even with the NBA. I don't think there's any players involved either. I think the actual lawsuit is...
1: With the video game maker, right?
2: Yeah, the creators of NBA 2K are getting sued by the this company... That did the tattoos.
1: They bought the license or the copyright ownership from all these tattoo artists. Actually,
2: okay, is that uh, who it is? Yeah, are they the company that employed or was that house the artist that did it? Or
1: no, I think I think what they did is they they wanted to license out these these tattoo images. Maybe for uh, who knows why, like maybe other people wanted to get these same in, images as the fans, and so I think with Solid Oak Sketches they. They purchased, they went to these different tattoo artists and actually bought the rights to that particular art piece, that copyright image.
2: I saw that there were the licensing agreements from the artists and this company that ultimately sued. But the point is, so this company sued NBA 2K, whoever has the ownership in that, for copyright infringement because what this game is doing is it has these all these NBA players and you know it's 2016 so we have it gets better the graphics get better every year and
1: by the way that's debatable if anyone plays sports <laughs> games it's like yeah you can see one more freckle than you did before but it, it just well this is my area right at least we're getting into video games <laughs> and you can talk to sports stuff so but for the video game perspective it's it's kind of frustrating because you know especially with Madden it's like okay every year they come up with something new and and try to make it the graphics a little bit better but really I mean we're still pretty far from where we need to be I think I can't I mean really we want to just realistic you know we want to play ourselves as you know i literally in order to play a basketball video game my the best thing I recommend is just to go outside and play basketball
2: yeah you can see the real tattoos in real life yeah exactly Anyway, good. <laughs> so, regardless of how if it's better or not, they have all these NBA players, and you can see the tattoos on the players. And this is LeBron James is on there, Kobe Bryant, other players as well. And what the this company is claiming is, you know, we own, and they've actually filed these copyrights for these copyrights and have them. We own these tattoos or this artwork, and you didn't get our. Consent on this? There, there's no licensing agreement, what have you? And So now you're in by having this game, you're infringing upon our copyrights, and it's not only the game, but I think more the the real value is probably these the ones that are on the cover of the game itself, because that's going to be the most visible thing, because yeah, anyone can see that. You don't have to play the game to see that.
1: And so, okay, at first people are like, okay, another frivolous lawsuit, especially when you find out this company bought these tattoo rights and then. Or these copyrights, and now are trying to enforce it against the game maker. It's like, okay, is this really fair? Is this kind of just another kind of money making scheme, etc.? But, but it's. I think it's a little bit more complicated than that because there is a legitimate legal argument here, and and by the way, the law actually hasn't been completely settled. And I'll, I'll give you my opinion what I, how I think it should go in a second. But we should, let's talk about the history a little bit. Like for example, there was a. UFC fighter, Carlos Condit. I'm not familiar who he is, but basically in a video game called UFC Undisputed, there was a tattoo of some lion and so forth. This, This tattoo artist named Victor Escobedo, he was awarded $22,000. He originally asked for $4.1 so I think he was looking for a windfall, but he was awarded some money. and then. But most of these cases, like there was another case with uh, Colin Kaepernick.
2: Mm-hmm. Is he a football player, right? Yeah, he was the quarterback for the 49ers, but they benched him this past year, so he'll be back, I think. I heard he's terrible. <laughs> Almost won a Super Bowl a few years ago, so I think he'll be back. Yeah, I heard he's terrible, but
1: anyway, so... So apparently, another tattoo artist, or yeah, two tattoo artists, actually sued Madden fifteen. So this is two thousand fifteen, which, by the way, it comes out in two thousand fourteen for two thousand fifteen, I think. But that's another issue. And so in that case, I think they ended up settling. And a lot of these do end up settling, right? So right. So the, from a legal perspective, you know, there's not you know, a lot of precedents, but we, we can still default back to regular copyright law as well.
2: Yeah. And it is unsettled in part because like you just said, most of these just settle out. And I think the big one that I found was Mike Tyson facial tattoo. Oh yeah. That was a good, another one too. So well, this has been a hangover two, I think when he had this, I don't know if he had it in the first hangover or not, but the tattoo that ran down his face it was in Hangover Two, and that where they're saying there was infringement on that. I think that was settled too. Yeah, they ended up dropping it, so I assume there's some sort of settlement. But the the reason that's important, or that that history is important, is a couple of the exhibits on this complaint that was filed against the video game. the Calculation of their damages is based on an amount that was paid out that UFC one that you mentioned, Escobedo.
1: Yeah, Escobedo. Yeah,
2: he was paid twenty two five, and so they did this six step calculation on how that was calculated and how it applies to the video game sales for NBA 2K 15 or 16. They did some sort of multiplier for LeBron James because he was on the cover, I believe, of this is NBA 2K 14. So they do this full blown calculation to get to 1.14 million. Oh, nice. I mean, that's a little bit of help, I, I suppose. And I don't, who knows what calculation ultimately is going to end up determined. But the main thing here is two of the exhibits are correspondence sent from these owners of the copyrights to this company. So there was clearly some sort of, and one, they reference phone calls as well. So, it's not like the video game didn't know that these people owned the copyrights. See, I mean, based on what we have here, it seems like they were on- put on some sort of notice about these.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure they're probably playing up the the notice factor and that they still went ahead and and portrayed the the copyright and so forth. But what's I think also interesting is that the the NBA and also other sports leagues they are aware of this issue in the sense that, you know, just like anything, you know, once the lawsuit, one one successful lawsuit is filed, then everyone's gonna kind of follow suit, so to speak, no pun intended. And so there was a, a concentrated effort by, I believe either the the players union or, or whatever to encourage these players who are getting tattoos, like tell them like, look, we're going to have trouble with, you know, copyright infringement unless you get a license waiver from the tattoo artists themselves and yeah. make sure you get that. And of course, some did, some didn't. And I think the thought was, is that the NBA or the Players Association would would help with that effort and they would think, okay, well, if the players ask, then I'm sure the tattoo artists would agree. Or if you pay them a little extra, et cetera, then, then it will happen. But it doesn't seem like that actually occurred.
2: Yeah, that was uh, surprisingly the NFL that never has their act together in 2014. I guess that was the Players Association, so pro- maybe that's why. Yeah, they said you do need to get the, if you want your tattoos to appear on merchandise, video games, etc. You need to get waivers from the artists. Which to me, the artists are just going to say, "Oh, I can actually make more money off of this. Why should I sign a waiver?" And make, there's no incentive for me to do so. I mean, so so let's say I'm a tattoo artist my tattoos are shown on these games, nobody's going to know that I'm the one that did the tattoos. Exactly. Yeah. So why would I do a waiver for that? I mean, I guess possibly there's a handful of people that would somehow Google it and find out, but. Yeah. But,
1: but at the same time, if you ask a tattoo artist, Hey, can you sign this waiver? they will be like, yeah, sure. I don't care. <laughs> you know, most people are good. And this is, this is how I see it. And I can kind of lay it out. I think simply from two perspectives, let's just take the perspective from the tattoo artist. If you take any artist and draw them and you draw a painting and you give it to somebody and that person holds the painting and then that person holding the painting is portrayed in commercials or what have you and the painting itself is part of the you know character of that person then yeah the original artist you would think that they would have an, a legitimate right to say, hey look, you know you're using that image you know, and reproducing it. And so therefore, regular copyright laws apply. The only and, and with a tattoo artist, the only difference is that okay, instead of holding a painting, it's just something on someone's skin. Yeah. But I think that would be the the kind of the best fair argument as to why they should be compensated. But here's I think a, a substantial counter argument is that you're not giving them a painting. You are putting something on someone's skin that's semi-permanent that by its nature, that any time that that person is portrayed, then you know anything on them is going to be portrayed. So therefore, all of a sudden, by you putting something on on their face or on their skin, that you're you have an indefinite ownership of what's on their property and limitation to what they can do with with themselves, right? Because in theory, if LeBron James wants to be depicted in a video game, if this law stands in the sense that they need a copyright waiver, then he can't do that. It has to be a altered depiction of him, you know, a, a depiction which has has his tattoo removed. So I think from a fairness perspective, even if the district court or I think this is I assume this is a federal court since it's copyright. Even if the district court actually holds in favor of the tattoo artists, I think in the long term through appellate work or through maybe a change of legislation, but more likely, I think in the in, in the judicial process, the tattoo artists are going to lose eventually, because if you take it to its full extent, it just doesn't make sense. What do you think?
2: I was going to qu- quickly say one thing we didn't catch on here was or maybe you didn't didn't mention it, and then I'll answer your question
1: oh i I, I caught everything, so I catch everything I should say.
2: The people that first reached out to the video game about trying to, you know, kind of warning them about this potential copyright infringement was the same person that was with Mike Tyson is not the lawyer that ultimately filed this lawsuit, so. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, that's an interesting, interesting interesting wrinkle to it. But yeah, to go back to what you said before, this just seems like something that's gonna settle. I, mean, I don't know.
1: And you're you're probably right, but I think in 2K Games' perspective, my advice to them is like, look, You know, unless you're optimistic that your players that you're going to be depicting for not only NBA 2K, but all your 2K games, including NFL, including baseball or whatever, that they're going to get waivers from the tattoo artist, then, okay, fine, settle. But if not, if you keep settling these cases, then as soon as you settle this one, then it's going to be the next one and the next one. And or you're just going to have to get rid of of depiction of tattoos. And and if I know the NBA, I mean, that's pretty it's, it's pretty common, right? I mean, it seems like every NBA player has some tattoos uh, on his arms and legs.
2: Yeah, I think there's a good percentage of them that do. I mean, you play basketball, so I mean, you have 32, so <laughs> yeah.
1: that tells anything.
2: Well, the interesting thing, I mean, the the so the players, I mean, they have to give their consent to be part of the game as well. So maybe, you know, if you take the tattoos off of them, and they're going to say, well, this isn't my real likeness either. Maybe. You are more of a video game expert than I am, but I don't know if you're aware of this, You know, NBA Jam, which was like the real popular two-on-two basketball game, Mm -hmm. kind of ridiculous. So Michael Jordan, I don't know if it was in all versions, but definitely one of the versions refused to be in the game. But then you can unlock him somehow, right? Well, I don't know about, maybe,
1: that might have been another version. But if I recall, there was one that he wasn't in the game, but then somehow like you could do something, you know, one of those secret codes or whatever. I feel like I'm just making that up,
2: you know, making it more fun than it is, but. Yeah cuz he refused to be in the he refused to allow his likeness to be part of the game.
1: But there's been other game video games too that basically didn't get permission, but kind of like they would do yeah. silly stuff. They would like make it more generic but have the same num- same player numbers and things like that. And they would still get into trouble for that because even if you kind of change the look a little bit, but if there's enough resemblance or a likelihood of confusion as the standard of course, then you wouldn't be permitted to do that either.
2: Yeah you have your good takes on this what about this situation so let's say sure me and my 32 NFL logos they're all logos so these are trademarked logos of the NFL or the teams or whoever they're visible on my arm and then they put me in the video game so we got possible trademark infringement and then i guess that's not co- it won't be copyright infringement at this point who's who's going to be responsible here
1: yeah that's actually an interesting point i think there has been cases where someone puts something on their, well, I don't know, that's a tough one. <laughs> Good thing you're not asking a lawyer that question.
2: <laughs> well, because the deal here is this this is creative work, and so that's why they're saying copyright infringement.
1: Basically, if you take someone else's trademark and put it on you, <laughs> yeah. and then that's reproduced, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes a little more, co- and, like basically assuming that the tattoo artists don't have a case here, yeah, then would would a, would a trademark holder or even another copyright holder have a case where you know, a tattoo artist use someone else's copyright or a trademarked logo and put it on there. That's interesting.
2: Yeah. It was something I thought of. That's why that was my onion analogy from earlier, how it goes in. But, uh, okay. Well, if you see the, and I don't, you know, the copyrights in particular, but if you, if you read the titles, he has this three thirty in flames, tattoo artwork, there was one about, a, yeah, lion's head tattoo artwork. It's just funny to go through and read what these are. <laughs> Script with a scroll, clouds and doves. I always think about tattoos that, I always compare them to bumper stickers in a way.
1: It's like, okay, if you're going to put a bumper sticker, like most people put a lot of thought into it, you would think. But then you see some bumper stickers that it's like, out of all bumper stickers in the world, like you chose that one to make your statement and to be <laughs> part of you to add, make it your personality. And it's like, you know, just by looking at that, people have, like, all these predispositions of who you are as a person. Tattoos are a very similar way, and it's and it's very hard to I, – I mean, now all of a sudden it's like, okay, in order to represent me, I'm going to put a lion's head on my shoulder, and that's going to be, like, that's me, right? That's what I, I – don't know. But it's a little too philosophical for this, I suppose.
2: But The bumper stickers I like are the ones of the presidential candidates that don't end up getting elected in their show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll be there, like, four – Four years later, it's still there. Like, I'll still see uh, McCain.
1: I think that was 2008. McCain? Yeah, wasn't
2: it? I was thinking it was more recent because Sarah Palin was, or Tina Fey was just on as Sarah Palin on SNL. So I was like, they can't be running this eight years later, but I guess (laughs) they are. No, she's still around. Yeah, all right, fair enough. All right, well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Yep, keep it sound, keep it smart.
0: This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.